0: Human beings are cultural by nature. Regardless of where a person is born and raised, her culture, the ideas, customs and social mores of her community, will inevitably affect how she acts and thinks throughout her life. From birth, we begin to learn from the people around us. In this way, a person's actions are changeable, as they suit the cultural context in which the person exists. Over time, learning activities develop into ingrained habits. Eventually, these habits become second nature, almost automatic. By the time we've reached adulthood, these learned actions have become internalized, unconscious behaviors specific to the culture in which we were raised. Districts, states and countries are defined by geographical closeness, and not necessarily by cultural proximity. Take, for example, the Bhadarbha area in the state of Maharashtra. That area was merged into the state of Maharashtra. So, if we go to Nagpur in Vidarbha, we see many people speaking Hindi, where the Marathi is spoken differently. The effect of the Hindi language is not diminished much, the Marathi is spoken by translating Hindi sentences in mind. The food eaten has remained similar to that of Madhya Pradesh culture. Similarly, Aurangabad in Maharashtra has a far stronger connection with Hyderabad, about 900 km away. It was because while going from Pune to Aurangabad, a distance of 240 km, One had to travel to the Godavari River by road, about 40 km from Orungabad. Then the river crossing was done in a boat. Then again, we had to catch the bus to reach Orungabad. It also indicates that the culture stops on the banks of large rivers if there is no bridge. The bridge on the Godavari was built in 1965. In short, different cultures have different ways of communicating. Some communicate explicitly while others communicate implicitly. Cultures that communicate explicitly include those in Germany, Switzerland, the countries of Scandinavia and, although to a lesser extent, the United States. In the context of these cultures, plans are typically set clearly and plainly, using words. The downside of such communication is that a message must contain all the necessary information so there can be correct communication. It can slow things down, as messages are long and complex. Other cultures, however, rely more on implicit communication. It means that a lot of communicated information is embedded in context and the body language of the people involved. In Asian cultures, for example, people look for verbal symbols or physical gestures as part of a conversation, and the group quickly understands such gestures. Using implicit communication means less attention can be paid to spoken words, which speeds up communication considerably. There are pros and cons, of course, to both styles. Direct communication is slower, requiring more spoken information and longer messages. But the upside is that meanings can be changed quickly. It is because change is constant in our lives. Think of it like a computer program. Once a program becomes outdated, it can be updated by rewriting some code. Implicit communication, in contrast, is faster at the moment but much slower to change overall. Physical gestures, in particular, rely on historical tradition for meaning. Gestures can't take on new meanings quickly, but spoken language can. If a culture is stable for a long time, people become more able to efficiently communicate, often through developing implicit signs to speed things up. But if culture changes rapidly, communication remains explicit, allowing for more flexible communication. A classic example of implicit communication is between babies and their mothers. The mother communicates with them until the babies understand spoken words with touches and hugs. When a baby wakes up at night, the mother's hand on the body or embrace puts the baby back to sleep. But once the baby starts understanding, the words I will give you chocolate if you do not cry or something to this effect quietens the baby. Culture decides the way people talk, walk and eat. People hold a different perception of time based on their culture. People in Northern Europe and America view time as a straight line moving forward into the future. Such a view leads people to schedule work hours strictly, setting deadlines for specific tasks. People from cultures in the Middle East and Latin America, in contrast, tend to focus on the present moment. They often prioritize tasks on the fly, based on what is most pressing at that moment. For people in these cultures, time is flexible, and deadlines are seldom hard or fast. Differences in the perception of time can undoubtedly explain many cultural differences. For instance, being late to an appointment is much more tolerated in Latin America than in the United States. In Latin America, it is understood that you might need to prioritize an issue that you feel is more pressing than your appointment. Changing plans last minute, however, is seen as rude in the US and Northern Europe, as people from these cultures expect you to plan your schedule. Because we view the world through our unique cultural glasses, we expect other people to act and think the way we do. It's no surprise then that there are many misunderstandings between cultures. In the Western culture, when someone wants to say yes, the person will move his head vertically up down. But in India, we move our heads sideways to say yes. Such acts can cause misunderstanding or confusion. It is because we move the head sideways but say yes, yes. Actions deemed appropriate are a sensitive area between cultures. You may be startled or even offended by a person's actions from another culture, especially when the gesture clashes or conflicts with what you see as correct or acceptable. In Japan, moving your luggage to another room in a hotel, without informing you, is acceptable, it is to accommodate another guest. In other cultures, it is impossible to even think about it. It is because of the importance given to individual space. So, what's the best way to discover cultures beyond your own? It's simple. Interact with people whose cultural backgrounds differ from your own. When you meet and interact with people from other cultures, your experiences will help you recognize differences in points of view and identify new perspectives on beliefs and behaviors you might take for granted. For that reason alone, this can be a rewarding, fulfilling experience. The next time you're working or socializing with someone from a different cultural background and are confused by something the person did, resist the temptation to judge the behavior by your cultural yardstick. Instead, consider how this behavior might make sense within the context of the person's culture. Better yet, ask the person why he did what he did. It will help you handle such a situation more sensitively in the future, and you might learn something new.